0: absolute power, corrupt, absolutely.
1: Another edition of The Master Plan. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And as always on a nice, uh, the first day of Daylight Savings Time, where you're supposed to spring ahead. I'm going to bring you some fantasy news, hopefully, if I can. We're talking about guys getting paid. Money, 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 and more money. And uh, it seems like the purse strings are open and guys are getting paid. Let's talk about some guys that are getting paid and uh, what kind of maybe fantasy impact on it is. And maybe talk about some baseball and. Whatever else may uh, pop into my head. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to the master. And that's me. Um, playing a little bit old school. I'll crank it up a little bit, and I'll be right back. talking about free agents free agency op- opened up uh, full-blown on March 9th that was the new NFL year a calendar that the NFL starts with <clears throat> uh, free agents were allowed to um, start negotiating a couple days ahead of time and be able to solidify contracts when the new calendar year started at four PM, um, and now the early part of free agency and the big big names came off the board. Some guys that really got paid, uh, a lot of team team movement. Guys, some guys stayed uh, right where they at with their uh, the. For all intents and purposes, they, they were free agents from. But there was a lot of big names move. A lot of big name players that had moved. Some um, names that got cut. Um, probably looking for a job. Older players with high salaries, quite naturally. Uh, teams that had a lot of cap space: Jacksonville, San Francisco, the New York Giants, the Oakland Raiders, just just to name a few. Um they definitely made a lot of moves. Uh and uh the impact that's what I want to talk about, the impact it's it may have on the 2016 fantasy football season. I know it's March. The Super is over. Um the Com- combine is over. So they got to um, look at the 300, I think it's 300 players, give or take, um, that they were invited to the uh, other um, to the Indianapolis NFL Combine. But there's regional combines that have been going on. In fact, uh, one, one took place yesterday um, in New Orleans, um, and I think that's the final um, from the calendar I'm looking at. That would be the final um, regional uh, combine, which would be down in New Orleans. And then there's the other things that take place uh, for the NFL. Um, The next weekend would be uh, their their annual league meeting, which is going to take place down in Florida. Uh, Then uh, they start their off-season programs in April – uh, leading up to the draft, which is at the, is at the bottom half of the month, the 28th to the 30th of April. So even though regular season and postseason football um, is over, there's still a lot of activity that's going on within the NFL. And player movement, such as free agency and some trades, taking place in the last week or two. Whether it's a trade or um um signing players to different teams in free agency has a lot to do with the in reality, uh what the team may look like to make up part of it, because we don't have the draft. Um and, and the teams may look uh a lot different with the young talent that's coming into the league, whether it's the defensive, offensive players uh, uh, offensive pieces that the teams draft. Uh, there's going to be a lot of teams. I, I talked about it yesterday on the FSP show, which is uh one o'clock Eastern standard time. Vic and I talked about it briefly yesterday that uh, there's at least a half a dozen teams. That's a historic thing. At least a half a dozen teams from one year to the next don't make the playoffs and do, do make the playoffs. Meaning you get uh, six different players, when I say players, I mean teams, six different teams that make the playoffs. And there's six different teams from last year that don't make the playoffs. That's on the average. Um, so you can bet that some of the teams that you saw make the playoffs this year that maybe just snuck in, maybe, you know, you never know because the the uh, landscape of uh, some of these teams uh, can change drastically due to free agency and due to draft draft and injuries that uh some of the teams that you would normally think would make the playoffs don't and some of the teams that you don't normally wouldn't make the playoffs or haven't made the playoffs in a while I project them I see them with a strong chance of making the playoffs and that has to do with free free agency which we're going to talk about in fantasy impact and reality really, uh, and also with um, who drafts what and how, how how they pan out. So, let's do this. I'll go down a few of them. I may not get to all of them, but I'm going to try to get to as much as I can and give you an explanation on how I feel about the fantasy impact of <clears throat> excuse me, players that move to 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 a different team and how it may increase or decrease uh or how it may work out or not work out i should say i put it i put it like that so let me do this first all right now it may not be a a big move, but it is a significant move um because uh he wasn't used that much in when he was with Miami but he moved over to a a new team, a young team, a young and up and coming team. And uh he happened to be a 7th round pick um He was a uh, free agent. He was a seventh-round pick uh, when he got picked in 2012. He only caught 107 passes for uh, for 1,396 yards and eight touchdowns during his four seasons in Miami. Um, He emerged right behind Jarvis Landry as the number two receiver um, on the Miami Dolphins. He signed a three-year deal with the uh, Tennessee Titans, um, which, in my opinion, puts him in the mix to to be a go-to wide receiver. True, they have Kendall Wright. True, they have Daryl Green Beckham. Um, but the Green Beckham has a <clears throat> high ceiling, but um. Is extremely raw and uh, may take a while for to de- to develop. Now they have Kendall Wright, who, in my opinion, is a slot receiver and is more effective as a slot receiver. But Kendall Wright has a has a problem of keep, keeping healthy. Now Rashard Mat- Matthews um, has somewhat of the same problem. But I think, in my opinion, Richard Matthews, uh higher ceiling than, uh, Dor- quite nationally, uh, Kendall Wright. Two different receivers. One can play outside. Uh, Richard Matthews, I do believe, can play in the slot also. But, I like I said, Kendall Wright is more fit for the slot position. And uh, Marcus Mariota. Now, just, just think about this. Marcus Mariota. And the moves they made on Tennessee. The Tennessee's defense wasn't that bad. Okay. Wasn't that bad. The problem they had uh was it on the offense. <clears throat> inconsistent offense. So they they picked up the wide receiver, Richard Matthews, experienced wide receiver. He's been there for four been in his league for four years. He'll go into his fifth year. Uh, even though he's moving to a new team. I think that he's going to uh, uh, play well on the Marcus Mariota. Uh, In my opinion, he's probably a more accurate quarterback, believe it or not, than Ryan Tannehill. And um, uh, I I, I like this combination. You got a Dorio Green Beckham, who's a a second uh, year in the league. Maybe he's 6'5", 237. He had that one shock value season or shock season that he um now playing at the n f l level has a better idea what to expect and play and it steps up his game now he gets another experienced wide receiver in richard matthews with a new coaching staff and uh with the Combination of Dorian Green-Beckham on the outside, Rashad Matthews on the outside, and Kendall Wright in the slot. And don't discount Delaney Walker on that offense with Marcus Mariota. And, and, I'm talking about the running back. Mr. Murray, DeMarco Murray, got moved to Tennessee. So they have a running back that's two seasons, two seasons removed, 2014 rushing champion, um, that is coming to the Tennessee Titans. So they, in my opinion, they have <clears throat> they're going to have a resurgence in the running game with a mobile quarterback. Anytime you had a mobile quarterback and you have a a, a back that's capable of doing the things that DeMarco Murray can do, the running game improves, offense improves. Just look at the running game with Michael Vick and and LaShawn McCoy. Just look at the running game with Chris Johnson and and Vince Young. Just to name a few. It improves that much more because you have a mobile quarterback that's the that's a, a threat to run the football, just like Mark, Marcus Mariota. And if you read anything about what the Tennessee Titans plan to do, it's one of the things that the coach wants to do is have uh, um, give opportunities for Marcus Mariota to run the ball more. So with that dual-threat quarterback, with a power back uh, like uh, DeMarco Murray, who, who's a three-down back, he can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield. Um that Tennessee Titan team is going to be extremely d- interesting with the addition of Richard Matthews uh as long as they these wide receivers can stay healthy. All right, let's end and How about this? Terry Robisky and Harry Douglas, who the wide receiver uh both came from uh Atlanta. Terry Rubisky is the offensive coordinator, was the wide receivers coach in Atlanta. Harry Douglas is on there, and even Justin Hunter, who has spurts of um doing well. So they have a um a decent wide receiver core. I'm not saying it's going to be all world, but a decent wide receiver score, excuse me, wide receiver a uh, core that can do well along with the uh the, the all pro tight end um uh, Doug Martin goes back to the Buccaneers. Second leading rusher last year. A lot of players when they uh, are playing for a contract, they have one of their best years. Doug Martin um did that. He he was a second leading rusher in the uh NFL behind Adrian Peterson. And uh uh I can think that the running game is going to be that more improved as they improve the offensive line in um, Tampa Bay. A move I really like. And and, and and you see these teams pick the right players for the right uh, reasons. Um, Heath Miller, retired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miller was a good uh, blocker and definitely a go-to guy for Ben Roethlisberger in that high-powered offense in Pittsburgh. Uh, And um, there may be a strong chance that um, Octavius Bryant has a a, a suspension looming over his head, uh, maybe a full year. Or if he's in the process of appealing it, so it may get it may get t- cut down, but that's up in the air. But they acquired a, a free agent Ladarius Green, very athletic tight end, to add to that high-powered offense and weapons on the outside. Um, even though he's not a very good blocker, he has four or five speed. And big time playmaking ability. I know they have um, blockers in Jesse James and Matt Space, um, but Ladarius Green. I, I mean, Ben likes throwing to the um, to the tight end. Uh, I know he likes throwing to the outside guys, Marcus Wheaton, Tavious Bryant, and especially Antonio Brown. But push comes to shove, when he needs a bailout, he's looking to the middle of the field. And Heath Miller has always been there up until this time where he's retired. Now he has a more athletic 6'6, 240 pound um, tight end that is a, could be a tight end one in fantasy. Probably a, more likely a late round pick, an afterthought, um, because, uh, um, but if you look at the tight end landscape, it may have been supposedly sparse last year, but the, just look at where the, some of these tight ends landed at, and how you know how they're going to be used because some these tight ends, and I'm going to go down a few of them, and I'm not just dealing with tight ends, but I'm just just, just I'm just trying to get a point across here that the tight end position, uh, because of where uh, some of these tight ends have landed, has just been expanded and you can pick up a quality tight end um and not worry about getting a a, a Gronkowski or Olsen uh you can wait and get a tight end and pick up one that's going to be very effective give you give you on 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 any given Sunday double digit points because that's how they use it in the offense Darius Green is one of those guys um, I do believe he is Right. I would think he's very close to be a tight end one. Trust me. And speaking of tight ends, Mr. Kobe Fleener, another type of tight end. He's a little little smaller. Um but he's leaving. He left, I should say. Uh the uh comfort level of being with his former roommate in Stanford and his, and his his uh um I would say friend in and Andrew Luck. Kobe Fleener went to the St. Uh, New Orleans Saints. Now you see what Drew Brees and Sean Payton on that offense did with Jimmy Graham. Uh, Kobe Fleener's is not one of those guys that is a great blocker, just like uh, Ladaris Green. Um, Green is probably a better blocker, uh, more, better willing blocker than Kobe Uh Kobe Fleener is uh, strictly a, a pass-catching tight end, in my uh, opinion. But he's going into that offense where Drew Brees loves throwing to the tight end because you get an athletic tight end going against a safety or a linebacker, most of the time they can't hang with him. And uh, middle of the field, safe throw, especially down in the red zone, why not? And I really like uh, Kobe Fleener. I think he's a a younger and bigger target and will be featured target right out of the gate. uh, That's another tight end, Okay. That I feel can be right there in tight end one one company. I mean, just think about where these these tight ends, and I'm just saying on tight ends, but I, I think his his ceiling is extremely high in that offense. Um, and it, like I said, this tight end uh, position is going to be very um, expanded in the options that you have in picking a tight end. Quite naturally, I say Kobe Fleener came to the uh Saints. Well, Ben Watson who had a career year last year, he's 35 years old, but he's very athletic tight end. is going to join uh, uh joining the Ravens. He signed with the Ravens. Now they have uh two experienced inexperienced um uh tight ends and in Max Williams and Crockett Gilmore Dennis Pitta, you never know. He's 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 up in the air because he's he's dealt with uh, hip issues for the last two or three seasons, um, and they need an experienced tight end. And if you know anything about Joe Flacco, he loves throwing to the tight end. Another possibility. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a tight end one in in, in um that offense with. Uh, uh, Joe Flacco. But I would say he could be a, a decent tight end too. If you if you, but he's an option. He would be an option. Another guy. Now with the uh leaving of Kobe Fleener, Dwayne Allen and Kobe Flinner Fleener were um splitting um snaps. On field snaps. Well, they let Kobe Fleener go. Dwayne Allen is a Dwayne Allen is a better blocker. He's more of a um, traditional type. Well, he's more of a Heath Miller type. Let me put it that way. He can block and he can also catch the football. So now he's he is is go to guy in the tight end position. He's going to be he's going to have an expanded role as a receiver. With uh, Andrew Luck coming back, who likes throwing to the tight end, middle of the field, these guys are not, are not afraid to throw to an athletic tight end. And with Kobe Flinter not splitting uh, snaps with uh, Dwayne Allen, that means you don't have to bring in Kobe Flinter and you know it's going to be a pass catching. Um, you can keep Dwayne Allen in there, even though he does catch the passes, more than likely he's in there to block. Now, Dwayne Allen is in there on, for most snaps and you don't know what he's going to do whether he's going to block or he's going to go out uh, in the routes so that's another one that can be a tight end uh uh too in my in my uh, opinion now i told you Ladarius well, Green left reason being that the old man in there hasn't uh hasn't uh Left yet, and he signed, re signed with the Chargers. I'm talking about Antonio Gates. A um, high volume, uh, pass heavy offense. You got to believe Phillip Rivers BFF is going to catch the football and be tight end one discussion without a doubt. They throw the football a lot. We throw the football a lot. Travis Benjamin is coming over there from Cleveland. Uh, a speed guy can run nine routes. He can run. He can run the route tree. Let me put it that way. Uh, his best route is the nine, um, and uh, he'll add speed to that. That offense. What what the um, San Diego Chargers have to do is sure up that offensive line to protect Phillip Rivers, to give him time to throw the football. I'm thinking that the San Diego Chargers are going to be going for offensive line help Uh, for possibly another running back. uh, You'll have to wait and see in the draft uh, because um, I don't think they're, they're completely sold on Melvin Gordon. He had a very shaky um, rookie season, and depending on how he uh, how they how they think he'll he'll fare this season uh, before the draft, they, they've already, I guess, made a decision of whether to draft. They're probably going to draft another a, a running back, um, but we'll have to wait and see they definitely need offensive line help and pass rushing help also. So, um, to improve the, um, offensive, uh, output, you're going to need, uh, um, some guys that, uh, can, um, do the job for you. All right, let's move on to, uh, one that happened very recently and it was a trade. Um, but it, uh, it makes it it's twofold when I say this. I say this because Mark Sanchez got traded to the Denver Broncos, Mr. Butt Fumble himself, for the simple reason that uh um Peyton Manning retired and uh the Broncos couldn't sign Brock Oswaller. He went to the Texans and we'll talk about that shortly. Even though this was a trade and not a free agent signing, it's still worthy of of it being included in. No Broncos. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are done getting uh, a, a another quarterback, whether it's a, a, in the a way of a trade or they more than likely they'll draft another quarterback. Um, but I can guarantee you, Demarius Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders that passing game is not going to be the same. Um if they even if they had kept Brock, the Broncos are um uh uh run first team and play action after that. So the the value of those two wide receivers, Thomas and Sanders had dropped last year, drops even more going into the 2016 season. Now, C.J. Anderson uh, had a offer sheet that he signed with the Miami Dolphins. The Broncos have five days from the time of the offer sheet, and I think it was on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to match it. They don't match it quite naturally. C.J. Anderson goes to the Miami Dolphins. I think they have only two or three more days left. I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not I can't recall. I think it was Thursday. Anyway. This is uh it impacts more than one team here. If CJ Anderson goes to the and I'll, I'll go this way with it. If CJ Anderson goes to the Miami Dolphins, this put the uh, uh, a damper on most people's, excuse me, most people who thought J.I. Jai J. Uh, would be uh, the go-to back. I see a committee coming in there with Adam Gase. I see a committee coming in. In, in fact, there's a possibility that C.J. Edison may take the place of Lamar Miller. And we'll talk about more Lamar Miller soon but J. A. J. if cj anderson goes to the miami dolphins there's a very muddled look of the backfield we'll have to wait and see how that plays out if one back uh dominates the or is it's it's is, 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 is uh, projected to dominate the touches versus another or it's if it's going to be a even steven type of um touch uh 15 touches um per per back something like that. So I don't see that uh Demary's Thomas or Emmanuel Sem uh excuse me, Emmanuel Sanders being a wide receiver one I'd be extremely surprised. I know he'd probably be the go-to wide receiver, but with a quarterback that's in question, you got Mark Sanchez. There's not too many quality quarterbacks out there and and we're they're going to be running the ball even more because they don't have that type of quarterback that devalues those wide receivers and increases whoever is the running back. If it's a one back system with a change of pace coming in every now and then in Denver the, the value of the players coming out of Denver you have to see how that plays out and see what type of quarterback they wind up with. Speaking of Adam Gates of the Miami Dolphins. Let me let me take it. He he didn't keep they didn't uh they let uh, Lamar Miller walk. And Ma- Lamar Miller uh goes to the Houston Texans because the Texans cut their number their, their big back in Arian Foster, who's uh approaching the age thirty threshold and an Achilles injury that he has to recover from. So Lamar Miller looks looks like to be to be projected as the number one back, the workhorse back in detections. Big fantasy impact. Lamar Miller in my opinion is probably a in my opinion is going to be a top ten Back in fantasy, they're gonna they're gonna run the football. Bill O'Brien loves to run the football and play pay, play action. Got a big, strong, young quarterback that also come in and Brock Osweiler. He's only had eight games. He played five. He uh, seven. He started. He won five out of the seven games. Ten touchdowns, six interceptions. High interception rate, but. He's 25. He's set for four years, a few years behind Peyton Manning. And uh, he's going to a coach that knows how to coach quarterbacks with a team that's got a top five defense uh, that was 9-7 and seven with a carousel of quarterbacks the last two seasons. He may not be a big-time QB1, but I think he'll be an effective quarterback in the league. Maybe not in fantasy, but I really like Lamar Miller. I mean, they that two got two offensive linemen uh, to go with the quarterback and, and uh, running back. Uh, so uh, they're going to be physical at the point of attack. Lamar Miller, who's four point five yards per carry, had ten touchdowns, eight on the ground, two catch, two two caught for touchdowns. Um, Lamar Miller, in my opinion, is is going to be, barring injury, now this is the key, barring injury, a top ten back, top ten back. Now let's move on to another back that goes has gone over to the uh, Jets. Now I have the questioners. Now they got Bilal Powell. Okay, now I'm not saying Bilal Powell is the all be all and all the be all, but he's a pass catching, good pass catching back, and. Forte had 4.5 yards per game last year. I still think he's a I think he's a risk. I really do. Um, I think he's an injury risk. He's 30. I understand that That uh, he finished as a uh, uh running back uh nine he was in the top ten in running backs and he just played thirteen games he was uh, um the top ten he was within the top ten in standard leagues and um and in um p p r very good pass catching running back but how effective is uh uh area, um, excuse me matt forte going to be With a a, a lot of tread on the tire. I'm thinking, is he going to be another uh, LT? Give you a year or two, maybe a year? Uh, At at maybe decent, in my opinion, he's an RB2. I, I can't see him being RB one. I'll be extremely surprised if he hits the top five again. Um, I will, will be extremely surprised if he hits the top five again. In, in um, being an in, uh in top ten, hey, maybe possibly in PPR, possibly, possibly. Um, but there's a lot of good backs out there now that are going to give you quality. Um. Quality, and I don't think that uh, uh, Matt Forte, in my opinion, will be a. I think he'll be a RB two, I really do. That that's how I see him. All right, let's move on to the reason why Matt Forte is in in New York, is because uh, uh, another uh, free agent uh, running back from the um, Jets was signed with the. Jacksonville Jaguars Chris Ivory along with T.J. Yeldon is going to provide you now with a backfield headache now you had T.J. Yeldon who you thought were going to be a featured back that he was going to be the man now you have two running backs here the problem is like I said You have two running backs that lost value. Ivy could be a solid RB2, RB1 upside as a team's main option, and the same goes for T.J. Yeldon. Both of them, since you got both of them, two different type of skill sets, would be lucky to finish among the top 20 running backs. I'd be real surprised. Uh, I mean, you could draft, let me put it this way. I would draft one. If I draft the one, I would have definitely have to draft another because both these running backs can really excel if the other one gets injured, and that's a strong possibility. Chris Ivory, the type of back he is, is prone to injury. T.J. Yeldon didn't finish the whole season, uh, didn't complete all the games. He was injured without a, a few games. Um, so, there's also always a possibility that he'll get injured. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why the other back is there to spell him. So, this is probably an- another one of those um, looks just like the Miami Dolphins, that I talked about. If CJ Anderson happens to land with the Miami Dolphins with J.I. J. there, these guys get 15 touches 10, 15 touches a piece, something like that. They split the carries and n- neither one of them is a um, bona fide workhorse back. Uh, it's running back by committee. And I, I like a lot of, of you fantasy um, players do not like that. Um, you don't have a clear cut running back. Excuse me. Clear cut running back. And you have to deal with uh running back by committee. That's why I say if you draft one, it'd be wise to draft the other because I think both of these uh, guys uh, are going to miss some time during the season. All right, let's move on to a wide receiver. That's in my opinion going to, is replacing a future hall of famer. Uh, in 2013, uh, Marvin Jones had 80, targets, 51 catches, 712 yards, and 10 touchdowns. In 2015, he had 103 receptions, uh, excuse me, 103 targets, 65 receptions, 816 yards, and four touchdowns. So he went considerably down in the touchdown committee, uh, I mean, touchdown department, and uh, raised his yardage level by a little over 100. He had 14 targets in the red zone, 12 receptions, and nine touchdowns in 2013. Last year, he had 12 targets, seven receptions, and just two touchdowns. Even if you kept the targets the same and improved his conversion rate to the 2013 mark, That's an extra three touchdowns. I feel that uh, he's going over to a passing offense. And I feel that the... Both these wide receivers, like Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, uh, n- not neither one of them are going to be wide receiver ones. I think, in uh, my opinion, they're basically the same type of wide receiver, uh, and that gives me to say that they're going to be wide receiver twos in, in 2016. Uh it's a matter of what week in the fantasy season, a uh, week or two or whatever, that one of these wide receivers in Detroit blow up. Uh, it could take that chance if you have him as a wide receiver three, maybe a wide receiver two, because you know, they're going to both these guys have the ability to take it to the house. And, um, are going to be uh, used uh, quite a bit in the passing game. Understand this, though. You have uh Riddick, who is a, a, a threat um, in, the, in the passing game, more than uh, Amir Abdullah. Uh, and the targets that Calvin Johnson had, which was 141 last year, have to go somewhere. More than likely, Detroit may may draft a wide receiver. I'm naming not early, but they they may, may draft the wide receiver. But uh 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 Muhammad, Marvin Jones is going to be a viable wide receiver too in fantasy. Mohammed Sanu. Now you had Terry Rubisky leave. Roddy White got cut. Um you, th- you thought J- Justin Hardy is more f- suited for the slot. But Muhammad Sanu, who also left uh, Cincinnati, ain't got $7 million a year, is going to take that Roddy White position opposite, on the opposite side of the field than Julio Jones. Um, I don't know how effective he's going to be um, with the ball thrown at Julio and then them running the football. Remember, this is a defensive head coach. Defensive-minded head coaches like to run the football. There's only so many footballs to go around uh if you if you're a wide receiver one of your wide receivers is Julio Jones so i think Sanu low 3 low uh high 4 type of wide receiver that's how i see that now let's talk about Talk about this. There's one guy that's coming back. Not a free agent. Uh, he's not a. He's a two-time loser, I guess. You should say that's why he was suspended for a year. <clears throat> the big key is, even though he did perform, the the, the big key is uh, is. Um, Who's going to throw him the football? And uh, it, it really didn't make a difference who threw him the football last time because he still was able to perform. It's just a matter of if he can be reinstated. Talking about Josh Gordon and who's going to throw him the football. Colin Kaepernick, excuse me, Colin Kaepernick has balked at taking a major pay cut to join the Browns. Because he's not impressed with how the team has handled free agency. Uh because Cleveland's lost Mitchell Schultz to Sean Gibson, Travis Benjamin, and Alex Mack in a span of just a few days. Even though he's interested in playing for Hugh Jackson, it's obvious that it's going to be a while before the cleveland browns are going to be a, a competitive team and we'll have to wait and see uh what happens to the we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens to the uh that situation I just saw some news here, um, and and this is troubling, very troubling. This guy uh, was rising up on the charts, uh, had not even into the league yet, and uh, I just saw this on on um, on um, RotoWorld.com. Mississippi State quarterback Dak Prescott arrested for a DUI in Mississippi early Saturday morning. One day before he was scheduled to host a football camp involving over 200 kids, Prescott was pulled over by the police in his white 2016 Escalade and found to be under the influence of alcohol. Their arrest occurred just two days before or two days after Prescott's pro day workout. Prescott had some previous history of off-field incidents before this, getting into a fight at a Wacka Flocka concert in 2015 that resulted in lacerations to Prescott's face and body. Um, you know, these mistakes will especially be concerning to NFL teams because Prescott plays quarterback, a position where leadership is, at, is of utmost importance before the DUI, Prescott was projected third or fourth round. What are you doing to yourself, man? I mean, you're not even even to the league. Even if you were in the league, come on, come on. I don't don't understand these guys. Don't understand these guys. Some of these guys' egos and, and, and mindset, especially if you're a quarterback. What are you doing, Colin Kaepernick? Balking at taking a big pay cut. Does he want to play for a team that wants him or stay with a team that really he doesn't want to stay on because he got um, disrespected and play on that team because uh, um, he can't, he won't uh, take a pay cut. And because he won't take a pay cut, nobody's going to take that contract. He's supposed to get like what? $13, $16 Thirteen, sixteen million dollars million for next year? No one's going to pay that to Colin Kaepernick. No way. He, he may have to sit down with his agent and say, look, man, this is a deal. How bad do you want to get out of San Francisco and have a strong chance of starting somewhere else and resurrecting your career? And then possibly uh, uh, down the road getting that contract. Come on. I, I don't understand. I understand that it's a lot of money to lose. I understand that he, it's probably uh, they want him to take a uh, probably sign him for f- five or six million dollars somewhere in that range versus uh, double digit millions that, that he's he, um, supposed to get. But if you want to start having strong possibilities starting for a team that wants you. then it's a no-brainer for me. Right along with uh, uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, who's a free agent. Now, I'm not saying right along because Colin Kaepernick is still owned by the San Francisco 49ers. Brian Fitzpatrick is not. Brian Fitzpatrick wants some serious money because he had a career year. He wants some serious money, and the Jets are not going to pay him because, in my opinion, and I've said this, and said this steadfastly. In my opinion, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a backup quarterback. Had an outstanding year in Shane Gailey's offense, who he's very familiar with, with some very good weapons in Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, and company. With a decent running game. With a very good defense. But... He's been known that when he gets paid, the following year takes a dip in production. Takes a dip in production. So very smart quarterback, very well respected and liked in the Jet locker room. The Broncos are looking at um, uh, picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick. Quite naturally, they're not going to pay him. Uh... 20-something million dollars, I think he wants look, he's looking in that $20 million range a year, which is not going to happen. John Elway, if he didn't pay for Brock Osweiler, he's definitely not going to pay for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's for sure. So, we just have to wait and see what happens. Cowboys... Got rid of, excuse me, the Browns got finally got rid of Johnny Manziel. He's a waste. I told you people, when he first came out two seasons ago, didn't like him. Short in stature and, and uh, small in, 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 in brain power. Didn't like him. Still don't like him. Um, and it's been proven out. He's a me guy, uh, and he doesn't get it. It's bad when his father says he doesn't think he'll make his next birthday. That's scary. That is very scary when your own father. spoiled rich kid. I told you this before. In my opinion, he was a spoiled rich kid. Always got his way. They let him pass through and do whatever he wanted because he could play. Um, More improv guy than a system guy. um, Structured guy. And he got away with some of the things and got a Heisman out of it. When he was with Texas A&M, uh, but you can't play that way in the pros. That ain't that. It's not working, especially when you know. I mean, you, you you may be able to do it if you're a Russell Wilson or a Ben Roethlisberger of that ilk, but Johnny Football or Johnny Manziel is none of those guys. Not even close. Um, and Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl could have won possibly, could have won a second one, was right there. Ben Roethlisberger has already already won two. Johnny Football, good luck, needs to get his life together. The Cowboys are not interested in Manziel until he gets his life together. And uh, uh, they have no intention of signing him. I have no idea if anybody in their right mind would ever sign Johnny Manziel until they get some type of report that he's got his life together or is getting his life together. Because right now, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Plain and simple. Johnny Menzel, you can hang it up. Forget it. Forget it. It's not going to happen. All right. You got about a little more than three minutes left Next week, next week is the uh, today's the 13th and it's the 20th. Uh, quite naturally, you guys have been going through your drafts in in fantasy baseball. What I'm going to do Sunday is go through a mock draft. Uh, I'll try a 10 team mock draft. And uh, I'll go three rounds. Let me put it that way. I'll go three rounds, mock draft. Um, well, let me put it this way. I'll try to go as far as I can. I want to go three rounds. If I can't get to three rounds, then uh, uh, I'll go as far as I can. But 10-team, I, I, I'll go 12-team. Let me put it that way. I go 12-team, I'm definitely going to get to the first round. Uh, more than likely, I'll be able to get to the second round. And we'll try for the third round because I'm going to break it down a little bit and tell you my mindset when I um, pick these players. So next week on a master plan, I'll be talking about the uh, fantasy baseball. I'll do be doing a I'll be do. I will be doing a mock draft. So tune in. And we'll see what happens. I really appreciate you um, tuning in and listening to, the, to, to this fine morning. Um, tune in next week, same time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday. I also have two more shows that I'm on uh, on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, be the FSP Cruise Show. Uh, Jeff and I uh, will be talking about uh, uh, the weekend Sports, Uh, right along with uh, Vic and I on Saturday on the FSP show, at one o'clock Eastern standard time. We'll be talking about um, fantasy baseball and uh, I'll be talking about catchers and and, uh, Vic has a position that he'll be talking about. Tune in at one o'clock Eastern standard time on a 1 PM, one o'clock Eastern standard time on a Saturday afternoon. You're not hang, doing anything, you're just hanging out. I appreciate you um listening and uh we'll talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>